Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. After distinguishing four main sources of our moral duties and of everything that is good in the virtues, Cicero in chapter six of book one of On Duties is going to talk about what we can call the first source of the right, the first source of the morally good, and that is wisdom. Wisdom is a virtue, and Cicero uses two different words here. Sapientia, which we generally translate just as wisdom, and prudentia, which sometimes we translate as practical wisdom or prudence, which is a cognate with it. Both of them are really covering about the same ground as far as the Stoics are concerned. And this is a text of Stoic ethics where he's taking Panaetius's ethics and presenting it to us. Now, Cicero thinks that Part of why wisdom is something that we human beings need is because it fulfills our nature. And our nature is that of a rational being, not just of any old animal that wants to seek out its own benefit and reproduce itself and perhaps take care of its children. But we have something, you might say, higher and deeper motivating us, something that we really cannot escape from. And that is this innate desire, which he says both draws us and leads us to seek and appreciate truth through knowing it, through cognition. The way that it runs in the Latin is that it consists in the cognitione veri, the cognition of truth, getting to know how things really are. Cicero thinks, and this is a typical Stoic view, that all of us, by our human nature, have this desire within us. And it can take many forms. Some people want to know some things, but not, not they're not very interested in other things. Some people get mixed up about what knowing is. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But in general, what we can say is that we view truth as a good. We're actually the only animal that gets concerned about whether it's got things right or wrong. You know, we're the only ones who check our work, you could say. We're the only ones who ask, hey, am I right about this to to somebody else? We also view error or getting things wrong or ignorance as an evil, as something bad for us. So if we find out that we were fundamentally in the dark about some matter, we regard that as a bad thing. If we find out that we were wrong, we believed something to be false that was actually true or something to be true that was actually false, we consider that to be something bad for us. Not just bad in sort of a evolutionary way, not just bad in a doesn't contribute to our life going well kind of way. Bad morally. We view things that way. This is part of what it means, according to Cicero, to be a human being. It's really inescapable. So he goes on and he says, we're all attracted and drawn to a zeal for learning and knowing. And we also think that it's something good to excel in this. It's not just good to achieve, it's good to keep on achieving. If a little bit of knowledge is good, a lot of knowledge is even better. If knowing one thing is good, knowing a whole bunch of things and how they're connected with each other is even better. 
That's the way Cicero conceives of human beings existing. And this is a typical, again, stoic view on human nature. We are rational beings, and that is part of what makes us the sort of animals that we are. He also picks out two errors, and literally, you know, the word for this is vitis, vices, two vices to avoid. What are vices? Vices are the opposite of virtue. So if wisdom is the virtue that leads us to desire and to know truth and to, to genuinely be wise means to know a lot of truth and to seek a lot of truth and to value truth, then vices would be the opposite of that. And Cicero talks about here, two main ways in which people get things fundamentally wrong. One of these has to do with treating things that are not known as if they are known. This is a very common thing for people to do. This is for Cicero, as well as for the Stoics, a form of foolishness, a form of the opposite of wisdom. Treating things that are unknown as if we actually know what they are. Jumping to conclusions, we often talk about. Making assumptions. The Stoics thought that when it comes to things that we don't really know about, we ought to suspend our belief in them. We ought to investigate, but we also ought to be careful about it. So, you know, for example, somebody says something mean to me. I, did he mean it? I don't really know. I shouldn't jump to the conclusion that he did. Or maybe he wasn't talking to me. Or maybe he's actually having a bad day and he just slipped up rather than having it in for me. We shouldn't make all these assumptions right? Similarly, think about the internet, right? Before we spread a news story, perhaps we should check it out ourselves. At least see what source it's coming from. If it's coming from something that's fake news, it's probably foolishness for us to just click and share it with somebody. We should also beware of things that fit our biases that lead us into thinking, yeah, I know that. We see a story about somebody from the opposite end of the political spectrum. We already know know that they're bad people. So we don't need to check it out and see whether it's all made up stuff. Let's just share it. Let's just believe in it. Well, that, that's, that's actually a vice. That's an error, according to Cicero. Interestingly, the other error that he picks out has less to do with that sort of getting things wrong and more to do with a priority. Cicero talks about devoting too much time, too much effort, too much of our resources to matters that are, and he has three things here. He says obscure, that is hard to fathom, unclear, difficult, and unnecessary. There could be some things that are obscure and difficult that are really necessary for us to know. It's difficult sometimes to figure out where people stand in terms of whether they love us or don't love us. It's obscure as well, but before you get married to somebody, you probably want to know that. So that's pretty necessary, right? Unless you think marriage doesn't need that sort of knowledge, right? But there's a lot of things where they're really not necessary and they tend to be obscure and difficult. Maybe we don't recognize that they are so but they are. And if we're spending all of our time on that, we're not learning other truths and we're not doing things with those other truths that we should be, in fact, using. So Cicero will say that devoting too much time and industry and too much deep study to matters that are like this, right? Then he goes on and he says, if we do avoid these errors, what we're going to discover is that the efforts that we put in, and this is part of what wisdom is, wisdom involves work. 
Wisdom involves efforts to find out information, to correlate the information, to make sense of it, to sift which is actually true, which isn't, and then to apply it. He says, if these errors are avoided, all the labor and pains expended on problems that are worthwhile subjects, one translation is morally right, but worthwhile subjects, in rebus honestis, in the things that are worth actually knowing, he says, if that's the case, then this will be fully rewarded. And so he gives examples, right? He says, Gaius Sapilcius, the field of astronomy, mathematics, Sextus Pompeii, dialectics, many, civil law, even more. And he says, all these professions are occupied with the search after truth. The study of philosophy should be concerned with truth. The study of the law, Oftentimes it's not, but it should be concerned with truth. Study of political science should be concerned with truth. Biology, astronomy, we can go down the line. All of these things should be concerned with truth. Even things that we don't normally think of in terms of truth, social work, right, should be concerned with truth. Marketing should be concerned in some degree with truth. If not, it's probably concerned with lies and it might be a form of folly. We can go on and on and on with many examples. Cicero stresses two other things. He says, the praise of virtue, the laus, praise or glory is another way to translate it, is in actions, in actus. So when we really have virtue, even the virtue that's concerned with intellectual things, it should culminate in some sort of actions. The knowledge should not just be sitting there doing nothing. It's another reason we want to avoid devoting too much attention to things that really don't have any payoff. He says that study that draws us away from the act of life is also drawing us away from our duties, is drawing us away from virtue. It's not really going to be wisdom. This is a really radical move on Cicero's part because most previous philosophers, including many people who he holds quite dear, like Plato, like Aristotle, said that the contemplative life, the theoretical life, the bios theoreticos, the one that is concerned not with acting, not doing things, but just with understanding, say, the universe, was a better life, was more valuable. Cicero does not think that's the case. Cicero thinks that the life of virtue, including the virtue of wisdom, has to be a life that takes the form of activity. And a little bit later on, he will say that philosophers might actually be doing the wrong thing by devoting themselves too exclusively to purely theoretical problems. We might say similar things about many other people in our own time. So he finishes up this by saying, all of our thought and mental activity will be devoted either to planning for things that are worthwhile, that are morally right, and conduce to a good and happy life, right? Things that are worth knowing, things that conduce to well-living, flourishing, not just for ourselves, but also for those we're connected with, or with the pursuits of science and learning, scientiae cognitionis versabitur, right? And so he acknowledges some legitimacy to learning things for their own sake. He says, look, in your downtime, that's what you can do. And that's actually what Cicero himself did. But the learning that you're doing should be oriented sooner or later to doing something with that learning. So that is sort of an overview of what Cicero portrays as wisdom, the first source of the morally right, the worthwhile, the good in his book on duties. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. 
Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works. <laughs>